Amen. Hey, once again, we are in our study, World Religions, Cults, and the Occult. Give it up for Pastor Bobby because he's going to say number 15. Satanism and the rise of devil worship. That sounds amazing. You must be a pastor. That's got that pastor voice down pat. Satanism and the rise of devil worship. And by way of recap, because that's what we do here at Sunrise Bible Church, we've already dealt with the existence of Satan. And you think, well, duh. Well, unfortunately, the duh point is, what is that? 91 to 99% of the world doesn't believe in a literal Satan. That's problem number one. Even worse, if you will, even though it's lumber, uh, lower number, it's still bad. 65% of the professing church doesn't believe in a literal Satan. So no wonder he's having a heyday in these last days. It's crazy. So then we took a look at the existence. Yeah, he's real, but God it talks about Satan uh, all throughout the Scripture, Old and New Testament, repeatedly. Why? He's trying to scare us. He's, no, he's trying to equip us, right? So we don't fall in, You like learning things the hard way? Anybody? Especially spiritual. Uh, you know, that's why he's telling this, right? So we took a look at the character of Satan. We took a look at the tactics of Satan. Why, why would God tell us that so much about his character and the tactics? So that we can get equipped. So we don't keep falling for the same uh, traps over and over again. So then we begin to take a look at the history of Satanism. It's like, how in the world did we get in this mess that we're 91 to 99% of the world and 65% of the church doesn't believe it's literal Satan? How, how did that happen? Well, we've been taking a look at history. First of all, the history of Satan starts back in Genesis chapter 3, the fall of man. And so to avoid a 900-week study, we fast-forwarded to basically around into the 1800s. But the 1800s, the first big watershed moment, was the introduction of this lie. Who's the father of all lies? Satan, the lie of evolution. Now, why is that important? Because he's doing the same tactic as Genesis chapter 3. When he approached Eve, what's the first thing he did? Did God really say? What's that doubt? The first way he gets people to go his route instead of God's route is doubt. And that's what evolution does. It gets people to doubt the existence of God. Well, sure enough, once that came into play, I don't think it's by chance, you begin to see people starting to say, hey, God, this stuff, Jesus and a bunch of baloney, Satan's not just real, but he's a good guy. And if we do what he says, then hey, we're going to have utopia. Believe it or not, right at the same time, that's when you had these guys called the Romantics came along, and they actually started pitching the idea that Satan was somehow a great guy. It goes from them to Madame Blavatsky actually producing, as you can see, Lucifer magazine. They think he's a wonderful guy, a bearer of light. Just listen to him. It goes to Annie Besant and then Alice Bace Bailey, who still to this day has Lucifer or Lucis trust, and they're still working with the United Nations pushing this idea that we need to listen to Satan and build a one world government, a new world order, and follow a one. That's where it's coming from. It's coming from the lie of Satan. The Bible is the only book on the planet that tells you what that is. That's the Antichrist kingdom. You don't want to be a part of that, okay? So we took a look at that as well. Then we began to look at where to go next there, to this guy, Aleister Crowley, who we're going to see again tonight. Man, he's got his fingers all over this stuff. Not just the witchcraft we saw in our 20-week study, but even in Satanism. And then we moved on from there, and last time, Anton LaVey was our study last time. And that's where we're getting into what more people kind of are used to when it comes to uh, Satanism, okay? And we saw that, of course, he started the Church of Satan, and he wrote what was called the Satanic Bible, okay? And he hung out and influenced, unfortunately, a whole bunch of people, as we saw, he uh, first of all had a relationship apparently with Marilyn Monroe uh, back in the day. He also hung out with Marilyn Mansfield. Uh, she was a devotee of him. And in fact, that's what led to her death. Uh, as we saw last time. Sammy Davis Jr., speaking of Vegas here, huh? He was actually, uh, I think it was third degree, he was a warlock. 
uh, in the, the church of Satan. And of course, Richard Ramirez goes and visits Anton LaVey right before he does his uh, horrible murders because he wanted to thank him for what he's done for Satanism. Uh, then, of course, Marilyn Manson, a whole bunch of people in Hollywood and the leech, the journalists, all that stuff. Uh, still to this day are influenced. And speaking of music, Anton LaVey himself was a musician. Okay, and so he even uh, did that, and he influenced a lot of musicians, but he was also uh, big into Hollywood influencing. He, he actually starred in movies, and of course, satanic ones, and, uh, but that's what happened during that time. And of course, this movie here, Rosemary's Baby, uh, unfortunately helped to catapult a lot of things that he was doing. Uh, then we saw basically he was kind of the guy that was behind the scenes. It was his kids. Uh, especially Zena here, uh, his daughter, that was kind of the spokesperson. And then here's where we're going to get to tonight. After he died, that's where we left off last time. And remember his last words? Got it recorded. Oh, no. This is wrong. Something's wrong. Remember that? Yeah, too late. And Satan got you. He duped you. And he's probably in hell right now, unfortunately. But what happened after his death is they splintered. They went into, they didn't go away, they splintered, and frankly, they went all over the world, okay? Uh, and we're going to see that again tonight. But before we get into that splintering after LaVey's death was Satanism, uh, let's go ahead and remind ourselves what Satan, the real Satan, is up to every single day, whether the bulk of the world or the church doesn't even want to deal with. But the Bible does. God tells us what he's up to. Open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5 is our opening text. 1 Peter chapter 5 is our opening text. We're going to read verses 1 through 9 uh, in our opening study. If you find uh, Second Peter, what do you do? Hang it left. That's right. If you find Third Peter, what do you do? Chuck it out. Saint in the Bible. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. All right. First Peter, just after the book of Second Opinions. First Peter. Uh, you guys are starting to pay attention. All right. First Peter chapter 5, verse 1. When you get there, say moo. Moo. That's, that sounds pretty good. I think we're about there. But let's take a look at what it says there. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's suffering, Peter says, and one who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Why? Because somebody's watching your service to Jesus Christ. And dare I say, not just as a pastor, as a shepherd, but any Christian. You know, because we all know it's only the pastors that are called to serve. Yeah, no, we're all called to serve. That's why he gives us different gifts. They're all, they're different, but they're all important. Amen. We're all needed. And so he says, here's why. Because when the chief shepherd, who's that? Jesus appears, what? You'll receive the crown of glory that will, will never fade away. In fact, young men in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, in fact, you know, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Why? Because God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Why would God oppose the proud? Well, what's the, what caused the fall of Satan? Pride. So obviously God's not going to condone that. Okay. But we, as we've seen before, God opposes the proud. The, the Greek word there, oppose, is it's a military term. And it literally means in the Greek, it means God is in full battle array. I mean, first of all, as we saw on Sunday, the people at the Battle of Armageddon had the audacity to think they're going to take on God and beat him. <laughs> and it literally, a Revelation says it's going to be a bloodbath, you know, blood four feet high, 200 miles, crazy. You know, God never loses. But this is not just God with a gun, if you will. This is God with a full battle array. 
He's coming against you with all guns. Whoa, don't get arrogant. Don't get prideful. In fact, he says what? He gives grace to who? The humble. Humble, I like one of the, the, the rough definitions in the Greek. Uh, to be humble literally means to shave off the top of the mountain. Isn't that good? <laughs> you know, you get too big, you just need to be shaved down a little bit there. Is what he's doing. But he gives grace to the humble. So he says, therefore, humble yourselves under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up in due time. So cast all your anxiety for him on him because he cares for you. But so that's all the good news. Hey, be faithful to the calling, the service, the area that God's called you to do. Uh, Jesus Christ will reward you. It's all going to be worth it in the end. In the meantime, stay tight in your service and your walk with Jesus Christ. Don't get a big head. Be dependent on God to give you the grace to do what he's called you to do. Uh, be, be united. Work together. Right. Be humble amongst each other, you know, and associate and have great fellowship and all that stuff. But what's he also say? There's somebody out there every day trying to mess with you. We don't have to be afraid, but let's deal with it, right? And that's what he says. Be what? Self-controlled and alert. Why? Because someday, maybe the economy might go down and then you're going to have a rut. What's the context? Be self-controlled and alert. Why? Because your enemy, the who? The devil. Or is he a figment of imagination? No. Be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to what? Devour. Okay. Resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. So he's doing this 24 hours a day with his demons, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all over the world. And dare I say, uh, especially if you're really serving Christ, if you're really doing what was said in the context there in the first verses, you're really seeking Jesus, really serving him, uh, not being proud and arrogant, but you're humble. God's grace is flowing through you. He's doing a mighty work. Guess who's going to come out here that's why he says be you do that that's good but guess what somebody's probably going to want to take you down so you need to be self-controlled and you need to be alert as we've dealt with this before in some of our spiritual warfare studies it's kind of like a it's like a battle mentality every single day we need to have right be self-controlled and alert i've used the analogy and i think it's appropriate uh to the biblical texts that tells us to do this to be self-controlled to be alert uh be watchful be ever prayer why because when you're in the midst of a battle right or you're marching through the jungle and you got there's charlie's ready to pick you off snipers whatever okay are you out there in the middle of the jungle making noises you know make a are you kidding me you you're dead meat right goofing off like that what do you do you are literally i mean your adrenaline's pump you're just you know you're alert man your pupils are probably woo right and you're just because you're looking you're listening whatever you that's what God said. Be, be alert. Be self-controlled. Listen. Don't let your guard down. You don't have to be afraid, but don't be foolish. Somebody's out there ready to take you down, especially if you're really serving Jesus, okay? Uh, the word there, devour, <clears throat> this is cool. It's the Greek word, katapino. Let's say that. Catapino, that's that new uh, uh, Cadillac that's coming out next year, the Catapino. No, Catapino uh, means to literally cata down, pino, swallow, swallow down. And so that's what Satan's doing. He's literally wanting to swallow people up and destroy them, just gulp them down. Every day, Satan's out there looking for somebody who's got their guard down, who's not self-controlled, who's alert, especially if they're serving Jesus. Maybe he first tricks them into getting a big old head. 
and they're not humble anymore. And boy, that's a crack for him to begin to work in. And what's the whole goal? It's to set you up so he can swallow you down. Satan out there, even though the bulk of our world and the bulk of the church, if you can believe this, doesn't believe in him. Every single day he is out there wanting to swallow up and destroy people, governments, schools, churches. We're even going to see tonight, if we get that far, even militaries. He has invaded to swallow, to devour and to destroy, okay? And unfortunately, because the world doesn't believe in him, and most of the church doesn't nowadays, at least professing Christians, uh, guess what? He is devouring right and left. He is swallowing up entities, people, you name it, uh, because nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to deal with it, even though it's all over the Bible. It's crazy. So we're going to deal with that. So let's take a look at where it went in our history study, and basically what you're going to see after LeVay is, boy, does it split, I mean, he goes into big splits, and it goes all over the world, okay, uh, into a bunch of different uh, groups. Now, the first split that we're going to see is after Anton LeBay died, it goes to this lady, Blanche Barton. Okay, Blanche Barton uh, was basically his third, I guess you would say, female companion. Uh, he married Carol, as we saw last time, was the first one. Uh, then the, the next lady was just a live-in person for 20-some years. And then here comes Blanche. So she's the third in the line. And at this time, uh, with Blanche, uh, when he died, quote, LeVay's death uh, created a, quote, conflict in the Satan, uh, Satanist community. Uh, some of the Church of Satan members claimed that only they were the real Satanists, uh, and that all the other groups were just pseudo-Satanists. So, so it really, you know, he kind of held it together as the figurehead. After that, then it just it goes in these groups. We're the real Satanists. No, we're the real Satanists. No, you're the fake ones. No, we're the real ones. Okay. And uh, so basically, they began to go and establish new groups. Okay. And again, the first one that took off immediately after his death was this lady, Blanche uh, Barton. And she goes from San Francisco to New York. And that's where she establishes the new headquarters for the uh, Church of Satan. And still to this day, unfortunately, they have their website promoting this uh, at the Church of, of uh, Satan there. And uh, still about their business. Okay. But a little bit of background on Blanche Barton. She was raised in San Diego, California. And uh, she began a relationship with Anton in 1984. And after he'd been separated from that lady he lived with for 20-some years, Diane, uh, she appears on the scene. LeVay bestows uh, upon the role of the high priestess of the Church of Satan on Zena, his one daughter. Okay, and, uh, But in 1990, Zena abdicated the role of high priestess. And then it goes to uh, Anton's oldest daughter, Carla which we'll see here in just a little bit. But upon LeVay's death, Barton, back to this lady, okay, she claims that she was to be the high priestess instead of the, the oldest daughter, Carla. Okay, so the schism begins, okay? Uh, and, and by the way, when he died, okay, uh, his belongings, his intellectual property, his royalties uh, split among his three children, Carla, Zena, and we've seen both of them, and we'll see them again tonight, but he had another uh, son, and his son, I'm not joking, he's, he named his son Satan. Satan, Xerxes, Carnegie, LeVay. And I wanted to show you a younger picture and an older picture, and I'm going, how many things is that guy standing accountable for? And what's Jesus say? If you do something wrong to these little ones, you're in trouble. And he took his son 
And that's his son today. I don't know. Maybe since that picture he got saved, I hope he did. But that's sad. That's just sad that you would use your father's influence and not just name your kid Satan, but push him in that direction. Okay? And, uh, but, uh, but this, back to this Blanche Barton. So basically, so she says, no, I'm the high priestess, not you, Carla, the oldest daughter, after the death of Anton LaVey. And so she says, that's it. We're going to New York. And they basically set up the Church of Satan in New York. Remember what he called the different groups? Okay? He called them grottos. Okay? So she sets up the Church of Satan, the main headquarters, supposed main headquarters, in New York. And she's still, unfortunately, to my knowledge, she's still out there promoting that Satan is a good thing and don't worry we don't do all this rotten stuff that people say it's just you know good thing and it's, we're, we're just here it's all about self and but here she is in an interview watch this what you're about to see would never happen on the 700 club our next friend is the high priestess of the church of satan and the widow of the author of the satanic bible anton levey please welcome magistra barton how are you doing Thank great you. to have you first question why would anyone want to join the Church of Satan? I mean, isn't that a fast track to burning in hell for the rest of your life? I sure hope so. Um, <laughs> I was attracted to Satanism very early in my life. I was always a freak, um, always a weirdo, always a nerd, like probably most of the people watching this show. And um, hey, it now. just fit. I read the Satanic Bible. It made a lot of sense. It's uh, no-nonsense philosophy. You're not going to burn in hell. You're not going to pay for your sins. And, you know, there's no, you're your own redeemer. You're the one who decides your life, the direction of your life. You know, if you're not having fun at this party, then you've only got yourself to blame. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Arrogant, hey, no hell. You're your own redeemer. That's pride, right? But notice what was the thread? Again, she, and you're going to see this in every single time with the Satanists because that's the core of Satanism. What was it really all about? Self. Right? It's all about self. It's all about living. It's all about doing what you want to do. In fact, if you don't have a fun life, that's your problem. That's on you. This is what we exist for. Right? Uh, and again, that's the number one celebrated virtue in our society today. But in 2001, she uh, basically uh, seceded her position as high priestess of this now Church of Satan in New York uh, to these two people. Uh, and this is Peter H. Gilmore and Peggy Nadramia as the high priest and high priestess of the Church of Satan based out of New York. And uh, they are the publishers of something called The Black Flame, which is the official magazine. Of course, everybody's got their nowhere, the official ones, nowhere. The official uh, Church of Satan. And uh, their office, I thought this was interesting, the central office of the Church of Satan in New York is in this neighborhood, Hell's Kitchen. wonder who came up with that name. And if you look online, it says, it's a trendy place in New York. I wouldn't want to live there. But that's where it's located, okay, uh, in, in that uh, neighborhood. All right, so that's the first split, right? It goes, to, it goes to basically, we'll start off with the Blanche split, and it goes to New York. Now, the next split we're going to see is the oldest daughter, and this is Carla, okay? Carla LeVay, and you can see a younger picture and one that's a little bit more modern today. She's the oldest child of Anton LeVay. She was born to his wife, the first lady he was involved with, Carol, and uh, her half-siblings are Zena and that Satan guy. So that's a half-siblings because he had him with, a, obviously, a, a different lady. Uh, Carla, she leaves the uh, Church of Satan, so Blanche goes this way, and then Carla, she actually stays in San Francisco, right? 
And so Blanche goes and starts the Church of Satan in New York, and that's the new headquarters and starts going around the world. It had already actually been going around the world with Anton. Uh, then Carla, she stays there, except now she's in the first satanic church. That's what it is. So now you got that. Uh, one goes to New York. One stays there in San Francisco, just changes the name to the first satanic church in San Francisco. And this one is, quote, dedicated to Levian Satanism as codified by Anton LaVey in the Satanic Bible. And they're going to carry on the legacy of Anton LaVey uh, the way he did it. So, again, they're like, no, we're the real ones. No, they're the real. No, they're. So, again, this is what's going on. Uh, And they actually operate what's called the 600 Club. All right. And it's an Internet forum dedicated to discussions of Satanists, you know, get along. And they admit from their website, and I quote, the 600 Club, as you might guess, is, quote, a pun on the evangelical 700 Club. And it's a meeting place for Satanists and, quote, mostly of atheistic variety. Well, that's interesting. You don't want to believe in God, but you're going to worship and follow Satan who, whatever. And their motto is, they're, quote, Satanic Evangelists. So they're out there wanting to let people know and all that kind of stuff. So she goes and she starts this first satanic church, Carla the Bay, in San Francisco. And they're out there big time still to this day, unfortunately, just like the group in New York and around the world, they're out there holding all kinds of shows on their wicked calendar, which we dealt with in the very first study, uh, as well as every Halloween they have benefit shows. And, and we're good people because we're going to use the proceeds to help people like, you know, Hurricane Katrina they list here. We, we helped out with that. See, we're good. Well, wait till we get to Freemasons, right? That's one of their smoke screens. The Shriners and guys that wears the hats and drives a little clown cars or whatever. Yeah, you f- oh, we help the kids. Well, that's nice. But that doesn't hide what you're actually doing and you're worshiping Lucifer and Freemasonry. And Lord Willem will get into that as well. So Carla LeVay, she also hosts a satanic radio show every week in San Francisco, which she talks and plays the music that she grew up enjoying with her father, reminiscing the days, evangelizing. Where's this at? San Francisco. How's San Francisco doing as a city nowadays? Think some of them might be spiritual? Somebody's over there devouring, swallowing up. That used to be a beautiful city to actually visit. You wouldn't want to go there now. I think it must be crawling, infested with demons. How's New York doing? Ain't doing much better, right? So, I don't know. Maybe that's just quinky. But she's made, uh, over the years, Carla LaVey, she's made several appearances. And what you're also going to see is a common thread. These people, I kid you not, do you think you and I are ever going to get on Fox News? Or do you think we're going to get on, not that I would want to go on Oprah Wong Kenobi show, uh, but some of these other talk shows? No, No, but guess who they'll bring on? Satanists. Right, and I'm just like, is it? Do you think it's by chance that Hollywood and the media promote these guys and let them on their show? I don't think so, because we saw before they're in their hands are in it too, unfortunately. But here's Carla uh, being promoted way back even on the Joan Rivers show. Okay, but let's take a look at them. Since today is Halloween, I asked my staff to find a couple of real witches, not like cutesy, cutesy, boo, boo, boo. Uh, so what they came up, these are not your average uh, goody-two-shoe witches that we're going to meet today who only cast good spells. No, no, no. Today's guests call themselves satanic witches, which I find to be very, very scary. Uh, what we're going to talk about now, I do not condone, but I am certainly willing to listen to this, and I think all of us should know what's going on in the world that we live in. They are here today to promote a book called The Secret Life of a Satanist. 
first. And will you please meet first Carla LeVay. She is the daughter of Anton LeVay, who is the founder of the Church of Satan, and she is the church's high priestess. And next to her is Peggy Nedromia. Peggy is a satanic witch who practices black magic and casts spells. Welcome to the show, and thank you for being here, especially on Halloween. We, and before we go into exactly what you, we all make happy silliness out of Halloween. Is Halloween a very important day to you and a sacred day to you, the way Christmas or Hanukkah or something is, or? Well, it's a fun day. It still is fun. It's a fun day, yeah. And uh, we think that people should have as good a time as possible as we think they should every other day. That's what Satanism is all about. Now, what is a Satanist, exactly? Simply, tell me simply. A Satanist is someone who's turned their back on the entire Judeo-Christian mythology and morality. Um, they've turned their back on the whole idea of having a god to adore and uh, an afterlife to, uh, look, forward to. to look forward to. Satanists are, uh, live for themselves and they live for this life here and now. And I you feel there is no afterlife. Well, we, we basically believe in indulgence instead of abstinence and to live life to the fullest where you're still around because you don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Your dad found out the hard way. Oh no, something's wrong. But again, what did they say? It's all about, if you were to simplify, as John Rivers asked, just give me a simple definition. What is Satanism? It's all about self. Can I codify it? Self-love, self-respect, self Really? I'll say it again, and we haven't got to those studies. Wait till we get to the beliefs. We're going to hit it hard again, again. Scripture says you want to esteem somebody, esteem others better than yourself. You want to love somebody, you love God first. Then your neighbor, you're down the list. Who do we need to respect more than anybody? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the King of Kings. Excuse me. It's all exact opposite, but that's what's being drilled into kids' heads from wee high, everywhere you go, from school to the media, and you wonder why everybody's acting like a bunch of Satanists or devils. Because yeah. we're teaching them the core aspect of Satanism. It's nuts. Going to have to hit it again. But Carla, so again, why would you have somebody like that on your show? I don't care if you're being QC. You know, why would you? And the audience, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's, these are Satanists. Why would you even give them a platform? But again, notice they say, oh, we're fine. We're, we're, we don't hurt nobody, whatever. She got more mileage recently. And there's, there's a ton. We could be here just showing video clips. But let me give you another one even more recently. But remember the Lacey Peterson case? Uh, one of the theories actually out there was uh, she was murdered uh, be, from a satanic cult. So Carla comes on and says, oh, no, we would never do nothing like that. But again, it gives her another platform, this time on Fox News. Watch this. In the meantime, there is news in the Lacey Peterson case. A judge is now saying that Scott Peterson's defense team can examine the bodies of Lacey and her unborn son. Now, one theory that the defense is suggesting is that a sat satanic cult killed them in some sort of ritual. Well, this has many Satanists mad as mad as heck. You're about to find out why. Carla LeVay is founder of the First Satanic Church. Welcome to you. Thank you. And basically she goes on and says, oh, we would never do that. That's just those alarmists, those extremists. We're just, we're just here to have fun, right? It's just, you know, we would never... Liar, as we're going to see shortly. 
In fact, let me give you a little teaser. Uh, this is an Associated Press story concerning the Church of Satan in which a teenager had sent an email to the high priest uh, Gilmore, that's the one in New York, stated that, quote, he wanted to kill in the name of our unholy Lord Satan. This is what goes on. And it's going to get even more blunt as we continue in our study tonight. But that's what they do. These people give them a platform which opens people's eyes. Unfortunately, in a negative way. And some people go, oh, I never heard, really? And they get curious, and somebody's might be in there to start to try the process of devouring them, and they get connected. And then the whole time they give them, the, every time somebody, oh, would you guys, oh, no, they lie. They give them a platform to advertise, then they give them a platform to lie and do people. And this is going on on a massive scale. But again, Carla LeBay, to this day, she's promoting, sponsoring live satanic events, shows, and concerts, as well as her, again, weekly radio host in uh, San Francisco. Now, the next splint, again, this is all just from LeBay's death. Okay, then it goes to uh, number three. It goes to another family member, and this is Zena, who we saw before, Zena LeBay. Okay, as you can see here, that's a little bit more of a current picture of her. But back in the 80s, again, as we saw last time, she was basically the spokesperson uh, for her dad, Anton LeBay, uh, the high priestess in the church uh, during the 80s. Uh, she's been all over the place because she was the spokesperson, television, radio broadcast, you name it. Uh, she appeared on nationally syndicated shows like the Phil Donahue shows, Nightline, Ted Koppel, Entertainment Tonight, The Late Show, Secrets and Mysteries, The Sally Jesse Raphael Show. Remember that? Okay, but again, I mean, these guys are getting all kinds of airtime. And unfortunately, it gets people equipped with who they are. Okay, but here she is on the Sally Jesse Raphael Show. Oh, yeah, because they would never do this. This is crazy. I, I wonder why this stuff's on the rise, and they're doing the dirty deeds, and they're finding the bodies, and the boiled brain is sick. So keep inviting them on your national television shows and let them go, oh, we'd never do that, as well as getting exposure. Okay? Now, again, through the 80s and 90s, Zena, back to Zena, the Church of Satan's members were very active, as we saw last time, in movies, music, films, magazines, just really going behind the scenes and influencing a lot of people. Zena, actually, this was wild. She married this guy, uh, Nicholas Shrek. Uh, and uh, she's dropped LeVay. She really goes more by Zena Shrek today. But that's who she married back in the day. Uh, that's who we saw in the interview last week, uh, her and her husband. Uh, I don't know, and I didn't find out the story, but it looks like something happened to his ear on the more modern uh, story. I don't know what that's all about. 
but Nicholas Schreck. Now, they uh, had a band together called Radio Werewolf, and uh, they were together for 27 years. They divorced in 2015, and again, she retained the, the surname. But I, that, I'm not joking. I, I just kept, that name kept sticking in my head. Shrek, 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 Shrek. I just couldn't resist. I said, no. Really? Because, you know, they're involved in Hollywood and stuff. And so where in the world did these guys get this name Shrek? Well, I don't have any proof for this, but I'll just share this. I actually looked it up. The name Shrek, S-H-R-E-K, is derived from the German word Shrek. And you know how it's spelled? S-C-H-R-E-C-K. It's that guy's name. Exact, and it means ogre lord in German. I don't know. Maybe it's just a quinkinique, okay? But anyway, so basically, so that's how it's going in her background. And then he dies, and then she splits, right? And the family splits. Blanche goes one way. Carla, the oldest half-sister, stays in San Francisco, starts her thing. And so Zena, uh, she just completely jumps ships, and she joins this group, the Temple of Set, which we'll get into in great detail in just a little bit. And she becomes the high priestess of that. Right, uh, this temple of Set, uh, and then she actually split from that, and then she starts another thing called the Sethian uh, Liberation Movement. Okay, a Sethian is a follower of Set. We'll see in a second, but so she started that. Okay, uh, as you can see there, and so she's been all over the world, Italy, Canada, you name it. Unfortunately, spreading that uh, again. Her sister Carla, the same thing, all over the world. In fact, Carla went overseas to oversee the International Church of Satan headquarters uh, over in Amsterdam and throughout Europe. And so, Satanism now at this point, it's going all over the world. It's not just some anomaly in San Francisco. Uh, unfortunately, it's all over the place. But Zena, now to this day. She is now into this. This is the latest thing. Tibetan Tantric Buddhism. Okay. Uh, and if you recall some of our other studies, anytime you see the word Tantric in front of something, Tantric Buddhism or, or Tantric Hinduism, this is, I mean, it's all bad. Any path that leads people away from Jesus Christ is bad. It's all Satan. It's satanic. It's bad. Demonic. This is really dark. Okay, is what's going on. This is cannibalism. This is horrible. Blah. So this is the latest thing. Now, Buddhism, what's interesting is probably, Lord willing, for still alive and still here in the next study, we're going to revisit a little bit of Hitler's days in the Thule Society. And Hitler got a lot of his occult, guess from where? The Tibetan Buddhists. And Hollywood pictures them as, oh, they're just so wonderful. They just sit there and meditate, right? And they just do peaceful, loving things and dung, 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 hit the gong. And, dung, you know, it's just no bad, bad stuff, bad stuff. So that's what she's into now is this. In fact, here she is. I'm just going to give a short clip uh, of some of her thing. Watch this. that's all I want to show because I have no clue what kind of ritualistic thing she's declaring there so but anyway but that's that's unfortunately I was hoping that her breakaway 
that eventually she would, you know, dropping the family name meant that she was going to drop Satan. It, nope. Unfortunately, still going that path. Now, had mentioned that uh, she jumped ship and she went with these guys, the Temple of Set. Now, the Temple of Set had actually broken off earlier, uh, and uh, they basically, it's an occult order founded officially in 1975, uh, and it's, uh, they call themselves Setians, uh, and uh, after the Temple Set, so you're Setian, uh, Setianism, okay, but basically it's a form of Satanism. So you can call it Temple of Set, but basically it's just another branch of Satanism. We'll see here in a second, and we'll see why. Now, that was founded by this guy who was originally working with the, the Anton LaVey and the Church of Satan, Michael Aquino. How about them eyebrows? And, uh, but Michael Aquino, it's like, well, wait a second, he's military? Mm-hmm. This guy brings it into the military. We'll see that shortly. Uh, but he was the official editor of the Church of Satan's newsletter, and he left to form this thing called the Temple of Set, okay? And he took a number of people with him, right? He's an American military officer. He was a high-ranking member in Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. He was, he was quote, dissatisfied with the direction that uh, LaVey was taking things of Satanism, <clears throat> and he embarked on a, quote, ritual to invoke Satan, so he's going to apparently contact him and find out what's, what really needs to be told, apparently. So according to Aquino, <clears throat> Satan revealed that his true name was Set. And if you guys remember our witchcraft study, when we journeyed around the whole world, we started from the Tower of Babel unto modern days. Witchcraft has been here ever since, shortly after the flood of Noah and they got off the ark, and man once again rebelled, Genesis 11. But remember, after Babylon, we studied what? Egypt. Egypt was entrenched in witchcraft, we saw. Okay? Heavy-duty witchcraft. In fact, we learned that in the hieroglyphics, inside the temples and stuff, it ain't just, hey, this is Bob and he had $5 and three sheep and, hey, we won this war. The bulk of it is witchcraft. That's the hieroglyphics. Most people don't even know because that's supposed to help them in the afterlife and all that other baloney. So Set, if you remember that, Set uh, comes from ancient Egypt. And so this is what Aquino said, Satan told him, um, that uh, he needs to establish this temple of Set. And the reason why he said is because that is really Satan's real name is set. So that's his big thing, and that's why he's got to break off from Anton LaVey. You got it wrong, right? And so he starts the Temple of Set. So basically, when you see these guys say Temple of Set, supplant it with, it's really Temple of Satan. But they say his real name is Set. So whatever. So that, it's just one and the same. And he admits that, okay? But again, once again, guess who gets to get major airtime, and who gets to have promotion, and then every time somebody brings up a case of like, hey, there's some weird satanic murders going on. Oh, no, it, same thing. This one, believe it or not, is back in the day with Oprah Wan Kenobi. So let's take a look at that. Talking to Dr. Quino and his wife, um, who, you are a lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. Correct. Now, and how does the Army feel about you being head of the Temple of Set? The Army has known about my religion for um, uh, the entire span of my Army career, which mm -hmm. began in 1968. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, there was a reasonable amount of curiosity, as there has been all the way along, mm -hmm. with um, what exactly is this strange and unusual thing. And I've uh, talked about it in much the same way that I've talked here today on your show about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, the ar Army has paid uh, very little attention to it, the same as it would to anybody who is, say, a, a follower of Hinduism or of um, Buddhism or any other slightly unusual religion today. 
So you just go about your army duties and it's fine and, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm sure he just sits there. He doesn't try to witness to anybody or influence other people into Satanism or even the military's decision to... Have you noticed how pluralistic they've gotten? And it isn't just that they got pluralistic. As we saw before in a witchcraft study, there's witch covens in the military on a huge scale. But there's also big-time Satanists in the military, unfortunately. And for some reason, the trend now is... You can't say the name of Jesus. Is that a quinky dink? I have no proof of that. But this guy has been in the military for quite some time. And it's spread in the military, unfortunately. Witchcraft has spread in the military. And you try being a chaplain today in the military. And they'll let you be a Satanist. They'll let you do your witch covens. They'll let you be Hinduism and Buddhism and Tibetan this and that and whatever. But don't you dare mention Jesus. I wonder who's behind that. Where did that come from? In fact, uh, let's take a look at that trend. Here's just some current examples. It's important that I follow my conscience, uh, my relationship with Jesus Christ. And he did that just here at the Naval Weapons Station, Joint Base Charleston. In following his denomination's conservative views, he took a strong stance on subjects like sex outside marriage and human sexuality. Several service members complained about his counseling. Motter's commander confronted him with a dossier that surprised the chaplain. I'm like, wow, this must be a terrible chaplain. But wait a minute, that's me. I'm like, well, that's not true. And I'm in trouble. Chaplain Motter was blindsided when this controversy suddenly erupted around him because what gotten him in trouble here is exactly what he's been doing for the last 19 years. He hasn't changed, but apparently the culture has. The Navy accuses Chaplain Motter of being politically incorrect. To, to put it, you know, succinctly. Lawyer Michael Berry represents Motter. The accusation against him is that he's incapable of functioning in a pluralistic and diverse Navy. Uh, those are the exact words used. And that therefore he should be removed from the Navy. And this week, congressmen gathered on Capitol Hill to defend Christian free speech in the military. Here's a quote from Congressman Mike McIntyre about military chaplains. They should have the freedom to pray in Jesus' name. If they cannot pray according to their conscience, they have no reason to be a chaplain. Another congressman, Trent Franks from Arizona, said restricting religious rights in the military undermines the very reason we have a military. The military exists to defend religious freedom, so our soldiers ought to have the same freedom they defend for others. Yeah, that'd be common sense, right? And I like what he says, that's why we have a military, to defend that right. But the irony is the same military that's supposed to be defending that right, you don't have that right. Where did that come from? How did that get overturned? How did that spread to the military? I don't know. I'm not going to lump it all on Mr. Aquino's shoulders, but I have a sneaky suspicion that uh, people will get warm their way into high positions. And again, it's the same tactic, right? How do we get into a world that 91 to 99% don't believe in a Satan? Well... I don't know if you had control of the educational system and the media and all the things that influences people's thoughts and beliefs, then you could probably dupe them. Who's in control of a lot of the media and the educational system? It's where did they go, as we saw, even back as far as Anton LaVey, into all these outlets. As we saw before, there's actually Satanists coming into churches and taking over. You know, because people, they don't care about preaching the Word of God. They don't even sing love songs to Jesus. It's all bland bunch of baloney. Right? Which demons love that. 
Because whatever you do, don't mention the name of Jesus in your worship music or your sermon. So it's all gutted out. It's all blended out. And so now you're even coming into the church. How did 65% of the church get to the... It's called infiltration. So again, here we got with the military, people going in. I think there's that particular aspect. But let's get back to Mr. Aquino, uh, the temple of Set. And uh, again, they believe that Set uh, is the real name of Satan, right? And that's the, the Baphomet. Of course, they take the Baphomet, but they think that that's just one and the same, right? And that's where Anton got it wrong, right? You just need to use the name of Set. But it's basically what they believe. Now, what do they believe and what do they promote? Okay, well, here it is. Shocker. The temple promotes the idea that practitioners should seek, here it is, self-deification, you know, like the word faith, false prophets, the little gods were all little gods and all that baloney. That's Satanism, folks, coming into the church. We saw that already. But it's all about self. It's the, the same thing. Self, Satanism, if you were to describe it in a nutshell, it's self. And, and we're just quoting these people. Self-deification. Of course, they practice black magic, and they believe that, quote, the character of Lucifer is presented as bringing insight to human society. Again, that he's a good guy. That lie started right after evolution with romantics and has continued to this day. And whatever he says to do, that's what we need to do. That's who we need to follow. Okay, that's what they believe. Now, he wrote a book, okay, and he's written several books, but the big, quote, breakthrough book that supposedly he got this information, this great information from this supposed great character called Lucifer, uh, the name of the book was The Book of Coming Forth by Night. And he got this, guess how? He got it by a demon because it was through automatic writing. He was in an altered state of consciousness somehow, and then all of a sudden something took over his hands, and he says, quote, I just sat down and wrote it. And it was this deity, this thing that possessed him, took over his body, uh, that told him, this is the real name of Satan set. You need to establish this temple. You need to promote self-deification. It's all about self. Do whatever you want and spurn anything to do with the Judeo-Christian thing. The Christians got it all wrong, blah, blah, blah. And that you need to proclaim, here's the word, the new age or aeon of set. Again, it's the same verbiage because it's the same source, folks, right? Crowley listened to demons. Blatchfee listened to demons. Bailey listened to demons. And they all have the same phrase that we are headed. Anton LaVey said it last time, remember? We are headed into the age of Satan or the new age or the new world order or in this, the age of set. It's the same thing. Right? This idea that Satan's a good guy, we need to listen to him. Now, in Aquino's book of Coming Forth by Night, he makes reference to guess who? Guess who also had influence on him? Way back up here to Crowley. Right? So Crowley, once again, that guy. Remember, he's called in the press. Only God knows the truth of this, but the evilest man that ever lived. This guy influenced so much evil, it's not even funny. So even up here, he's still influencing people. The structure of the temple of Set, guess who they follow? As we saw before, speaking of uh, Aleister Crowley, they based their magical or cult order ceremonies after the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is the same group that taught Crowley, which is from Europe, and we'll probably get into that Lord willing next time with the Thule Society, back with Hitler, and they also followed the Order Templi Orientis. What's that? The OTO. That was the order of uh, Crowley, and remember, that's who influenced L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so that's who they follow. Now, believe it or not, when they launched in 1975, okay, 
listen to this. I couldn't believe this. They incorporated themselves as a, quote, non-profit church in California. How's California doing today? Is that a state you want to run to? Yeah. Let's move there. Yeah. Have you noticed that pretty much every area that these guys make a big stronghold in goes down the tubes? You know why? It's almost like it should be in the Bible somewhere because Satan's out there seeking somebody to what? To devour. And when Satan and Satanism gets a hold into some place, it will devour that community. It will devour that state. It will devour that government. It will devour the people. It will devour that church. It will devour that family, that person, the military, you name it. That's what he does. And that's what his followers do. That's their whole operation. And they receive state and federal recognition as tax exemption. So they're tax-free. Just like a church. Can you believe this? The temple of Set. Now, after receiving his Ph.D., this is Michael Aquino, uh, in political science from the University of California in Santa Barbara, 1980. Uh, he's still serving in the military, right? But he also doubled as a, a professor at the Golden Gate University. So he influenced all kinds of people in the educational world as well, as well as our, and he, did, he was doing this at the Presidio in San Francisco. He was also uh, fascinated with the connections between occultism and Nazism, which, again, Lord one we'll get into that next time if we're still here. And then, again, he starts getting to be promoted. It's crazy. Just as you saw on the Oprah Wong Kenobi show. Okay. And, but here's my point. For this is where Zena went for a brief period, right? So after LeBay's death, he's already got this established, this temple set. Right? He breaks off earlier. Right? But Blanche goes to New York. Carla stays in San Francisco. Zena, this is where she went initially before she got in her Tibetan tantric Buddhism. She goes to this guy, to the temple of Set, okay? And she's in there with her husband, and they're, quote, vocal critics of their father. Just, it's a bad split, it's nasty, and, well, what do you expect? Okay, what you're involved in, right? And, but she doesn't stay there very long. She actually resigns from them and creates a little schism in this temple of Set, takes some people with her, and then she establishes her group. It was initially called the Storm. And then she later named it the Sethian Set, Sethian Liberation Movement. Okay? And so she did that for quite some time until now apparently her latest gig is the Tibetan uh, Tantric Buddhism. Okay? But what's the ideology? Again, it's all about self-deification is the temple of Set. And the, quote, human individual is at the center of Setian philosophy. The temple places great emphasis on the development of the individual. Self-deification is the ultimate goal. And the gift of Set. This is what Set, he's so great. The real name of Satan, they say, all the way back from Egypt. We had it wrong this whole time. The gift of Set is, quote, refers to humanity's questioning intellect. Can I translate that for you? Did God really say... That's what he's talking about. This is the gift of Set, i.e. Satan, that we would question. I don't think so. Is there really a God? Do we have to listen? This, 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 yeah, that's not a gift. It's called doubt. And it will lead you astray. Uh, in fact, speaking of the gift of Set, questioning, watch this. According to Aquino, this was weird, a little nugget here. According to Aquino, in Stanley Kubrick's 1968 film, remember Hollywood's involved in a lot of this stuff, 2001 Space Odyssey, according to Aquino, the monolith scene, 
right? If you ever saw that movie, it's like, what's that got to do with a bunch of apes? He said that that was symbolic of set imparting human level intelligence onto prehistoric apes. That that was symbolic. Again, set is the one that gives you this ability, this gift called question God. That's when you'll finally start rising up out of the ashes of evolution, knuckle dragon people and isn't that nuts? That's kind of crazy. They also, of course, as you could already see, they use the pentagram. Uh, they call it the pentagram of set, same thing, based on the, the sigil of Baphomet. Uh, but they, they wear this as a medallion, and then it's also an identification factor. They're big on 666 as well. Of course, they think it's a good thing. They don't use so much the number aspect, but they hide it in geometric shapes, kind of like witchcraft we saw before, right? And, uh, but the medallion that the person is wearing, the setian, is colored according to their initiation degree. So they all wear basically a pentagram, but whatever color it is, that tells the other ones what, what degree that they're in. Uh, you could be a first-degree setian, uh, a second-degree, you're called an adept, a third-degree, you're called a priest, a fourth-degree, a magister, uh, a fifth-degree, a magis, and a sixth-degree, an ipsismus. Okay, for whatever. But anyway, so basically they're governed by a high priest or a high priestess, they have a wider council of nine. They're divided into groups. Here's what they call themselves. Now, remember Anton called his groups grottos, right? These guys call themselves pylons, okay? So they call themselves pylons, through which the Setians can meet and correspond, quote, in order to advance their magical work in a particular area. So notice they're t- there to affect things. When they go into an area, it's to affect that area. And to just be blunt with you, Whenever they come, and any Satanist, including as we're going to see, this is Aquino's group, they devour. It's sick. And Hollywood can give you all kinds of platform to get you out there and say, oh, no, we'd never do that. It's just about fun. This is the gross stuff that goes on. Watch this. We wanted to question Bray about his publication, The Lamp of Thoth, which has carried want ads for dead bodies, articles advocating sacrificial murder and is the platform for Michael Aquino's new British recruiting drive. Audrey Harper says she was once a prisoner of fear, a recruiting agent for a coven which practiced child abuse and human sacrifice. I think it's a far bigger problem. I think we're only touching the uh, tip of it. Um, When you realize that that all these places are self-governing, they can do what they like. Um, they attract homosexuals, they attract lesbians, they attract pedophiles because they can get away with it. Um, because the covens are so secret, even the satanic temples are secret. They can shift around. Um, if they think they've been rumbled, they just go to another building. So it is a big problem. But are we talking about just a few people in isolated parts of the country? No, we're not. We're talking, it is nationwide. In a year-long investigation, we've catalogued more than a score of recent serious cases with clear evidence of satanic ritual, abuse or crime. Some of the victims are being counselled by the Reverend Kevin Logan. In counselling, I have seen um, some terrible practices. I've heard some really gruelling really nasty things that have happened to youngsters, to children at puberty, for instance, uh, a girl having to have sex 
on the altar, the act of initiation into Satanism itself. Um, children having to uh, eat uh, feces and to drink blood. And stomach churning, horrible things that uh, these Satanists get up to. And the effect that this has on these young lives. The judge also accepted that the children, from babes in arms to ten, had suffered incest and sodomy in the course of satanic rituals. The victim's stories are confirmed by a family member who stumbled across a satanic ceremony by accident. I just walked in out of the blue and I just sort of seen all these masks, all these wigs and candles lit and everything. There was a cross on the floor, there was a cross on the wall inside the corner. There was also a sheet there involved. The sheep had been cut and the children was made to drink sheep's blood. In London, Natalie, now 15, endured 10 years of three satanic rituals every week. She was made pregnant and child was allowed um, to grow to a certain age and then they aborted her baby and on a sacrificial table they sacrificed the life. I used to talk about Lucifer. I used to um, appear and be there. And I used to say it was for him. Here now the legacy of the priesthood of Set. In the Diabolican of the Age of Satan is recounted the primeval sundering of the cosmos and it's precisely that evil spirit that Aquino and his wife honor and invoke as he ordains their first British high priest. David Austin, who's never been accused of any crime, is an ex-member of the National Front and now a chef. His high priest upon earth, name you to our fellowship. He's been a Satanist for 20 years and will now head the Temple of Set in Britain on behalf of the Aquinos. Those who investigate satanic crime can face frightening consequences. Lawyer Cynthia Angel tried to subpoena Michael Aquino for a child custody case after two more children alleged he'd abused them. Within days, she was kidnapped. A stranger stepped into my car, pointed a gun at me, and told me to drive outside of town. I drove out of town, was shown a picture of a, a naked infant. I listened to a tape recording there were infants crying, children crying, and adults chanting. The insinuation certainly was that these children and these adults were involved in some sort of satanic ritual. I was told repeatedly during this drive that should I tell anyone what I see or tell anyone what I hear or keep investigating the case that I had been investigating, that I would be killed. But no, keep listening to those programs on Oprah Wan Kenobi and... Joan Rivers, <laughs> it's just hysteria. We don't do anything like this. And give us some more airtime so people can find out about us too, by the way. And, and, and what? Hey, 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 Let's not even talk about this. And you wonder why it's growing. <coughs> the book of Going Forth by the Night, the guide to the Sethites, they said this. <clears throat> Rob, you got some water back there? If you don't mind. Hey, give it up for the wife. 
Must be that verse helpmate. That's awesome. <clears throat> but in that book, you know, they say that, oh, no, we're, we're fine. We're, we would never hurt anybody. And you see, that's not true. But they say this in the book right at the very beginning. <clears throat> Setites love debasement of all kinds, but have developed a special taste for the self-destruction of others. They want to devour. I wonder where they get that desire from. Who are you following? Where do you think those thoughts are coming from? Who do you think is pushing that direction? It's Satan. And this is what gets me. Seriously? I mean, every study, we, I keep belaboring this point, but it blows me away. What do we do? We're just, this, did you know we're actually having a Bible study? Yes, we're studying about Satan and think, you know why? Because it's in the Bible. And you're supposed to study all of it. You can't cherry pick the scripture. And, and why does God put it here? For our good? And can I tell you something? For the good of the kids who are going through this baloney and these guys keep getting away with it and it keeps growing because you won't say nothing. So if anything, do for the kid. Come on, what? And you, oh, we're about love. Love somebody enough to tell them the truth, which means you expose the air. You need to speak up. The temple has pylons operating in the United States, Australia, Germany, across Sweden, Finland, throughout Europe, as you saw. By the way, that guy was what? He was a chef. How many of these people are people working with and they don't even have a clue of what they're really up to? And the temple's membership has not been publicly revealed by the group. How many is really out there? I don't know. I don't think we're, I think we're doing them a favor by keeping our mouth shut. That just allows them to spread that much faster. I mean, at least back in the Oprah Wong Kenobi days and the Joan River show and those earlier days and Sally Jesse Raphael, at least they would try to call them out. When is that happening today? It's not. It's actually being promoted as a good thing. And we even got to that. Lord willing, next time we'll see one more part of history, and then we're finally going to get into their beliefs and things of that nature and the promotion, things of that nature. But Lord willing, next time for still alive. And so here we're going to get to where it goes next, because again, we're dealing with splits after LeVay's death. It goes to the order of nine angles. Wow, wow, wow. Talk about going in the military. These guys are so stinking, I'll just say it, evil. And they are so into the lie of Satan that's about self that they are actually, and so gleefully wanting to work towards the self-destruction of others, they are actually killing fellow soldiers. Excuse me? First of all, murder is wrong in the first place. But as a soldier, you're supposed to leave no soldier behind. You're certainly not supposed to kill. This is gross. This is what's going on in the world. It's nuts. Okay, so the order of... Uh, nine angles, and we'll probably get into the Thule Society, Lord willing again, and the Satanic Temple. Now, the Satanic Temple is the group, by and large, not just them, but they're the ones really pushing to literally get involved in our government with the Baphomet statues and the, the courthouses and things around the nature, get children's colorings books into schools. They have the right to kids to pray to Satan school. They're now going to meetings and government saying, we have a right to pray to Satan if you're going to let other people pray. Blah, blah, blah. This is that group. And Lord, when we'll hit them next time. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. 
If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying. Okay. How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand. Okay. Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place, so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, 
the gavel's been passed. The judge has said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty. Uh, you even admit you're guilty. And uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know, it's actually on historical record, that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you can be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave and the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.